Welcome to Money Loves Happy People, the number one podcast for professional women who want to advance in their careers without sacrificing their mental and physical health. Wholeness is the new rich. Christy has assisted her clients with earning over $12 million in salary raises since 2020. Yes, women are still getting paid in these tough economic times. Are you next? Now, let's join our host, Christy Rutherford. Welcome everyone to Money Loves Happy People. I am your host, Christy Rutherford, and I get finer every day. God dog, are y'all looking at me right now? But anyway, so today we're going to be talking about Should I quit my job for entrepreneurship? Should I quit my job for entrepreneurship is searched 1.7 billion times a month. How many of y'all want to quit your job to be an entrepreneur? I know that at a certain point of time, jobs can only hold queens for so long. I'm all about being an entrepreneur, but there is a way to be an entrepreneur. So the first three points that I want to make out of five, number one, Are you leaving through inspiration or desperation? Two, do you have a plan? And three, what unmonetized intellectual property are you holding on to? I'm not going to give you all five because y'all need to stay to watch the rest of the episode. (laughs) Number one, are you leaving through inspiration or desperation? A lot of times the studies say black women are the highest growing number of entrepreneurs. And we have been for the past 15, 20 years. That don't mean that we're making money. Don't be fooled by the data. They just say we're leaving. They just say we're getting paid. They just say we're leaving. They didn't say that we were thriving. They said that we're leaving to create a business. And LLC equals zero dollars. <laughs> Somebody saying that they're a consultant or a coach equals zero dollars. That means nothing. If you leave in desperation, desperate people do desperate stuff. Now, it's almost like five layers to be able to unpack this. Are you leaving through inspiration or desperation? If you're dying in your job, you got to go. I left my career with three and a half years left to retire with a full pension. I got talked about. I got laughed at. I was called stupid. I was called crazy. I was crazy. I was sick. I would have died within a year. Trying to chase security. Three and a half years left to retire with a full pension. I would have died trying to get that money. And I knew it. And I had to run for my life. So part of my work and why I'm here and what I do and why I'm so passionate about it. I didn't finish the race, y'all. My goal is to assist women with finishing the race, is to assist you with what do you need to be able to finish the race? I'm who I needed 10, 11 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, but that wasn't a plan. This is God's plans today. I'm here to save you from yourself. So I left desperate. I left running from my job and everybody I knew and everything that I knew, like Tina Turner ran from Ike in that white suit. Tina got to the hotel. She ain't had nothing. She said, I just got my name. <laughs> you want my jewelry? Like, I have nothing. Like, I just, she was beat up. She was bloody. She had been fighting. She ain't want to fight no more. That's how we're leaving our jobs. Beat up, bloody, and all we got is our name. 
and our material possessions that we got on us. <laughs> That's it. Now, the problem with leaving desperate is you don't know who you are. Life to chewed you up, spit you out, choked you out, put you in the headlock. That's how you're going to show up as a business owner. Ain't nobody buying from a wounded animal. Ooh, that was good. Like, did you just call me an animal? Yes, because I like to talk about animal kingdom and leadership. Nobody's going to buy from a wounded woman. It's not even ethical to show up wounded and to sell bleeding. How are you going to sell wholeness when you're bleeding? That's not ethical. Any advice that you give is going to be tainted with the toxicity of your unhealed wounds. It's not even fair and integral to show up like that. I talked to this woman a couple of months ago and she was, I mean, her music, the volume, her vibrations. It was like a heavy metal band going on. She had this whole long story of how everybody at her job doing her wrong and she couldn't get a job and she ain't got no money. I mean, it was like a heavy metal band going off. I, I was like, oh, my God. She's like, well, maybe I should be a coach. I was like, who are you going to coach? <laughs> what? I should be a motivational speaker. I said, who are you going to motivate? What is wrong with you? Like, nobody's going to buy that. I wouldn't. Are you going to do the work to clean up who you are? Or are you just going to run around and be desperate? Blaming everybody. She was a victim. Who wants to buy from a victim? Desperate people do desperate stuff. So let's talk about how do you work yourself out of desperate? Are you in alignment with who you're meant to be? When you're desperate, it's because you stayed in a toxic work environment too long. When you're desperate is because you've created a toxic work environment by being underpaid and underappreciated and overwhelmed and continue to do more work and get all these, all these degrees for too long. You're caught in a desperate cycle for too long. So now you're desperate. I did it. So how do you now back up a little bit and start saying no? How do you back up a little bit and say, you know what? I'm going to make myself a priority. How do you back up a little bit and stop being everything to everybody and nothing to yourself? How do you back up a little bit and make yourself a priority? How do you back up a little bit and make your, your, your mental and your physical health a priority first? How do you back up just a little bit and say, you know what? I got some stuff going on. I got I to address it. Your job is not the root of your problems. You are the root to every problem that you got. And until you look in the mirror and own it, don't think you're going to jump out here in these streets and get it easier. Everybody will tell you that the grass is green. They lying. If you leave your job and you solely focus on making money and you don't focus on your mindset, when your mind goes, the money follows. If you leave your job and you focus on the mindset, you strengthen your mindset, the money follows. You neglect the mindset, mindset goes down, money goes down. 
So I want you to consider changing your habits of making everybody your everything and making yourself your only thing, then making the smart moves to work yourself out of your job. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. Do you want to learn how to ask for and get a 30% raise without getting another degree? Look, black women are the most educated and the least paid. I should tell you that that math is not mathing. The degree is not the path to the next level. It's actually learning how to articulate the value and take credit for the work that you've already done. So I want to invite you to get my free case study at changenowwithchristy.com. Just get the information, use it, and take the money out of the hands of your employers and put it into your household because you already deserve it. You just have to know how to ask for it. Again, changenowwithchristy.com. I can't wait for you to get this insight. Use it and get the money that you deserve. Take care. Number two, do you have a plan? Are you just going to be like, God told me to step out on faith? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. God didn't tell you to do that. That was your desperation that told you to leave. God didn't tell you to leave that job. Do you have two years of money stacked or accessible? Do you have two years of money to be able to support your bougetto lifestyle? Your bougie lifestyle, because I know y'all bougie. Do y'all have enough money to be able to support your lifestyle for two years? Because a lot of times you think that you're going to make money instantly. It's not true. You get out, you leave desperate. Money loves happy people. You're repelling money with your fear of running out. Earl Nightingale said you become what you think about most of the time. You afraid you're going to run out of money, you're going to run out of money. You scared you're going to go broke, you're going to go broke. You scared you're going to lose it all, you're going to lose it all. You become what you think about most of the time. So do you have a plan? Now, here's the thing. It works two ways. I talk to women who are dying in their jobs. They have five years of money saved. They got 10 years of money saved. They have created a breaking case of emergency fund. You're dying, break the glass. Then they become afraid to leave their job. They're holding on to the very thing that is creating their demise, which is their habits in their job. It's okay to leave. You got money. Take a break. Come back and refresh. Take a break. Walk in the park. Feed the ducks. Feed the birds and come back refresh. You have created a plan to leave. If you need it to, don't be crazy in a job with all this money in the bank. So there is no one right answer when it comes to this. It depends on your circumstance. Don't listen to your raggedy friends. They don't know how much money you got. People with money rarely talk about how much money we got because we want nobody asking for it. <laughs> we don't want people asking for our money. You can't base your decisions on what's best for you based on other people based on the tainted advice and experiences of other people you can't do that so do you have a plan for how you're going to be able to support yourself either with your existing money or how you're going to come over here and use your unmonetized intellectual property you got to have a plan you know i was I had this lady who inboxed me the other day that was talking about how she started her own business. And Chrissy, do you need a partner? No. 
Can we collaborate? No. Uh, can we like work together, ma'am? My question. It's a complete side note, but I'm going to give it to y'all. Have you invested over half a million dollars in business coaching? No. What, what value do you have to me? <laughs> I made $600,000 in business coaching alone. We're going to collaborate. What you, what you bringing? I'm going to get off that. Okay. What plan do you have? Y'all got to have a plan. So she inboxed me, came and worked together. I'm good. It's not just Christy. I got a whole team. Like, we got this whole situation going on. Y'all just think it's me. Amazing team. So she said, I said, well, have you considered getting a job? She nine years into entrepreneurship, haven't made any money. I mean, one plus one is two to me. It didn't work. <laughs> That's okay. You didn't fail. But now you're nine years on the other side. You have additional skills that you've learned. You have additional value to bring to organizations. You're not as crazy as you used to be. Now you can go into a job. Maybe just temporarily, but you have a plan. I'm going to come. I'm going to get their money. And then I'm going to work myself back out. But don't sit over there and run out of money and be broke and then cry foul when you have all of this experience that you can bring to an organization that they will pay you for. And I said, well, have you considered getting a job? God told me to leave my job. Okay. He ain't tell you to leave that job and lose. I said, okay. I'm, I can dig it. But the intent of getting a job is to be able to stabilize your energy and stabilize your lifestyle so you're not out here being desperate. You can't be out there being desperate when you're holding on to 15, 20 years of valuable experience in HR that corporations will pay you for. And then say, I'm not going to be able to extract value from somebody. Does that make sense? Either you're going to extract it as a consultant or you're going to go back to a company to be able to stabilize your lifestyle. I'm not for the struggle, y'all. I'm telling you, I ran out of money. When my mindset went, it all went. I'm in my brother's house in the country on the couch drinking liquor out of a mason jar. That was preventable. I'm not for the struggle. Don't let people tell you that entrepreneurship, everybody got to start from the bottom. That's not true. That's the biggest lie out here. Don't do it. Be smart about yourself. Be smart about your value. Be smart and have a plan. You don't have to struggle. Number three, what unmonetized intellectual property are you holding on to? What is your purpose? Why are you here? I am a coach. By purpose, by passion. I've been reading self-help magazines since I was 12. While everybody reading this or doing whatever, I'm always reading Woman's World. I'm reading it first. I'm always the person giving advice. I'm always the rational friend. I would read Shape Magazine to tell people how to lose weight while I'm eating Oreos and Doritos. I'm just saying. I have all this knowledge. I've read all the books. I've read all the Carbohydrate Addicts book. All the stuff. Any book that Oprah rep recommended back in the day, I was reading all of them. To tell other people what to do, but I wasn't doing it. <laughs> I wasn't taking my own advice. I mentored 90 people outside of my office, y'all. I've been mentoring since 2001. 90 people outside of my office, 160 people in my office. 
that is my gift, but I was giving it away for free. Left the military, I was selling coffee. Mostly giving it away because I wasn't making no sales. I sold personality tests. I sold coffee. I was doing all kind of stuff. Was not walking in alignment with my purpose. I think in like two years when I finally burned out, then I could do nothing. When I got my mind back right, and then I ran out of all the money. I started to start an app for the veterans. I mean, I'm doing all kind of stuff. I business for the veterans. We're going to do conferences, and I want to do an app, and all these things. When I had zero, zilch, nothing, no money, no nothing, no nothing. All of it was gone. I mean, like zero. <laughs> I said, okay, um, what else I got? Oh, I'm a coach. I had a coach certification from Georgetown. I said, well, I guess I'm going to start coaching. I called my friends all excited. I said, oh, my God, I'm going to be a leadership trainer and a coach. And they were like, no, S-H-I-T, Christy, that's who you are. Your purpose is stamped on your forehead. Everybody can see it but you. Your greatest gift, you're walking around with it stamped on your forehead. Everybody can see it with you. Everybody can see it but you. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. I hope that you enjoyed the podcast so far. But what I know that you'll love even more is joining us in our private community. Join us in this private community. Money loves happy people and get live and on-demand insights so you can use this information to live the life that you truly and deserve. Get a raise and a promotion, no problem. Step into your purpose, no problem. Get the relationship that you deserve, no problem. Look, it's never too late to live the life that you deserve. It's never too late to live a life of total fulfillment. You just need information and inspiration to get on the path to living your greater life. So go ahead again, click on the link on around this video, join us in our private community, and change your life for the best. Take care. See you soon. I have a question. Okay. How do I keep my mind strong while being an entrepreneur? And I can give you some, like, backstory if you need. Before you tell me your whole life story, is your mind weak? I've been working on myself for the last few weeks. So, no, I'm not. The last not few weak. weeks. Yes. So, your concrete ain't dry yet. Not yet. But you've been, I'm, working, I'm but you've been working on yourself while you're an entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah, so, that's what I mean by backstory. Um, over the summer of... 2020, I started a nonprofit business and a for-profit business. Um, they play off of each other. Their names are similar. Um, and I was thinking, oh, in about two years, I'm going to leave teaching. Well, I got into the next school year and it was a hot mess. And a voice kept saying, you need to go, you need to go. So I took a leave for 2022 thinking, oh, this is going to be great. I got all the stuff in order. At least that's what I thought. And I learned real quickly that my mind wasn't ready. Uh, so I, I saw a counselor, but now I'm truly ready to leave. I already did the resignation. I have a contract with both of my businesses, actually. They're not large contracts like I want them to be. So that's what I mean by mindset. So everything in place. It's just not as much as I want it to be. You 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 did it out of order. 
You you were already on fire when you started working on yourself. It's hard to work on yourself while you on fire. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Is is and I'm not yeah. saying that the work that you're doing isn't relative, but is you you're not the full can. Now mm-hmm. you're you're not the empty can, but you like a quarter mm-hmm. field, but the but the top is still open on a proper can that will crush when I put the bag on top of it, right? Like, so you're running in business, trying to build two, a business and a nonprofit. So one, you're doing two merch at the same time and teach. Mm-hmm. Like, let the nonprofit go. The best thing that you can do for the people is to be able to make a couple million dollars. Then you come back and you start that because you're going to need tax write-offs. Okay. And a part of the nonprofits that a lot of women build is out of their childhood trauma because they're trying to give what they didn't have. They're trying to give kids Correct. what they didn't have as a kid. So your well, so your nonprofit is rooted in your trauma, which is going to keep you in a perpetual cycle of trauma because now you're listening to kids and you're looking at kids who were just like you, and you feel uh-huh. sorry for them, and you and you're not going to be able to adequately open up your energetic field to be able to receive money because you're restricting money because you're living in the cycle and watching kids go through what you went through. So you're trying to okay. operate. A business being triggered nonstop and wondering why you're not moving forward is because you keep is you're like schizophrenic. You can't be a boss boss and and live in your trauma 30% of the time. Okay. And and you married with kids. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta take care of that and you got a job. So yeah. relieve yourself initially of the nonprofit. Okay. Focus on the business. But if you're not solid, it's hard to run a business when you're desperate. People can smell desperate people and they repel. And it's hard for you to be able to attract stable money when you're not whole. Keep your teaching job, get their money. Do your job and then work on yourself when you're no longer triggered. I just think you should work yourself out. Or take whatever you've learned in the existing teaching job because you have something there that's solid. You know who you are as a teacher. You can start a business in that and then transition that business to what you're passionate about. But when y'all are desperate, people can smell desperation. I was trying to coach people before I was like really, 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 really healed. And I really, 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 really needed the money. <laughs> now I'm great, but I wasn't solid in who I was because I was the ish who knew she, who knew who she was and I knew everything. And then when I fell apart, cause that was me building a business. I know everything. I'm the boss. I'm going to smash it. I'm going to kill it. Cause I'm a champion. But I was weak mentally because I never really focused on myself. So when I collapsed and lost my money, now I got to rise out of those ashes. Unsure, unclear, kind of paranoid because I ran out of money. So it did something to me. <laughs> that, that was trauma. You were talking about trauma. Yeah. Like now that's traumatic and I got to get through that. And how am I showing up? My high level program used to be $500. I always had to beg people to take it just to give me a testimony. Nobody would buy it. I tell my clients that because they've paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for this program. I'm like, you know this thing used to be $500. <laughs> hmm. Y'all didn't know about it because I didn't invest in any coaches. I had no money. Y'all didn't know about it because I was terrible at marketing. Y'all didn't know about it because I was doing my flyers. Y'all didn't know about it because I had not 
I was not the person that I am today in the full awareness of who I am because I was still trying to wash off some of the ilk of falling down and running out of money. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I had healed a lot, but I, then I had to heal from that part. And then once, and that took work. And that's why I talk about the $600,000 in coaching is like, once I started to do all of that work, and then I started to look at myself, I'm like, oh, I was, it's on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you don't have to suffer in the job if you don't take on all the ilk on it. Go get their money. So that's solid money. The whole goal is, you have value where you were. You have value where you're going. Don't be so um, stubborn to be able to capture the value of what you already have while using it where you're going. Because it's hard to make money in, when you're desperate. It's hard to make money when you're not solid. It's hard to make Money when you don't have that solid foundation of the awareness of who you are and when you're struggling. Now, if you're cool, you got enough money saved and you're not beating yourself up at home, talking about yourself and worried about money and have fear about running out of money, then then go for it. But if you have all these things going on, man, just take the check and stand on the solid foundation that you can work yourself out faster. Either it could take you a year or it could take you three years. Does that make sense? You actually, you're working yes, the does. job and the plan is I'm going to work here. I'm going to get y'all checking. I'm going to work myself out. That is a solid plan. Or you can live kind of dicey and have your money on Morris code. It'd be like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> you're like in a desperate, desperate for somebody to hit the cha-ching. It's like, I did it. Morris code. You can't attract larger sums of money with that energy. It's impossible. Okay. Okay. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. Forbes has reported that there's going to be a 40% increase worldwide in the number of millionaires by 2023. Is that you or are you going to continue to talk about there's no money in the market? There is plenty of money out here. You just have to figure out how to get it from your jobs and into your pocket. So I want to invite you to get my free case study, how to use the superpower method to ask for and get a 30% raise in the next 90 days without getting another degree. Look, stop getting all these degrees. Go ahead and get this case study at changenowwithchristy.com. It's at no cost. Use the information, get the money that you deserve, and live the life that you desire. Take care. Hey, first of all, Chrissy, thank you so much, Sora, for all the nuggets you dropped today. I am so appreciative of all the information that you shared. I have a two-part question. Like earlier in the podcast, you talked about happiness. And my question is, how does one make themselves happy? Because for myself, I put my happiness in my job, my marriage, in my relationships just in general and I kind of have forgotten who I am so I'm not even I can't even address the passion question because I really don't know mm -hmm. and so how do I discover that okay so one we we teach a whole module on that but it's like 
That is a common challenge amongst high-achieving women is that we've made everybody else's happiness a priority. Nobody ever asks, are we happy? Nobody ever asks, are you happy? But we know what will make everybody else happy around us, and we spend all of our time doing that. So now you live in a perpetual state of unawareness, or you can also be numb. Happiness is tuning in to how you feel. Never Goddard says feeling is the way. We don't feel nothing. We numb from the neck down, and we use all of our intellectual capacity to be able to think our way out of stuff. The first thing we say is, I think. This is what I think. We don't say, this is what I feel. I think you should do it this way. We don't say, I feel you should do it this way. We, we're not tuned in to how we feel. So either we're numb, we're avoidant, or we just don't feel anything because we're scarred and marred from criticism and haters and all this other kind of stuff. We're just really walking around in pain denying how we feel. So the, the, the full answer is you got to do the work to be able to uncover and reveal, which is what I talked about earlier, who's there so you can actually feel again. That's how you do it. But it also can be paying attention to whether or not you want to do something. You know what you don't want to do. You just do it anyway. And you just push through it. So now it's like really tuning in to ask yourself, do I really want to do this? Do I really? Do I really? Do I really? And once you start to honor yourself, then you kind of open up your feeling. And that's how you'll be able to feel your passion. You have it. You just can't access it because you've surrendered it to make other people happy with you. That was a long answer, but does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. Thank you. What's your second question? You say you had two parts. Okay. And then, so the second part, so you, you, you talked, uh, so I asked the question about the happiness, and then you talked about finding your passions. Like we all have this unmonetized value in our, in our work mm -hmm. that we can capitalize on. And I would characterize it. I'm not sure like in my work, if those are my passions. And so how do you discover what lights you up and what those passions are. Are there any things exciting about something that you do at work? Yes. What is it? One thing that I love to do at work when I can bring out information and share things that other people don't know or they haven't really mm -hmm. thought about. I mm -hmm. get really excited when I bring uh, new information forward. That's that's you rooted in trauma, proving everybody, telling everybody how smart you are. That's not, mm. that don't make you happy. That's not happiness. That's you proving how smart you are. Mm. Oh, I got well. them. They know. That's, mm. did you grow up with people saying that you weren't smart or that you couldn't do something? Yes. That's you proving people wrong. That's trauma. That's not joy. Maybe we'll pick that up in a different episode. That's high achieving women are watch me people. We're people who somebody has said we can do something and be like this. Stand right there. Don't move. Don't move. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go out here. I'm going to conquer it. And you're going to be the first person I call when I do it. So that's that's a trauma response. That's not joy 
But that's but we just identified a cycle that you're caught in. If you're always proving people wrong, you have no time to prove yourself right. Oh, that was good. I hope y'all wrote that down. Did you have something else behind that? No, that was very insightful okay. because of what I what I what I felt about that it was bringing me joy. But I can see now that that's a trauma default, so I'll have to give some more thought about those aspects of my work that would. That up the carrot that rises being joyful. And it's not necessarily about, you know, what you do at work that brings you joy. I mean, I, I, I could tell you a million stories of women that we work with that, you know, Linnea was a poet. She forgot she was a poet. Some people are artists. I'm a baker. And I did bake for people on their birthdays. I did make cakes and cookies. I went to culinary school when I was in the Coast Guard. I made cookies for everybody. That's my passion. We'll have a chocolate company that I'll launch later this year. But it's like I wasn't doing a lot of it. The busier I got, the less time I had to cook. I had to get meal prep. So I'm so I'm leaving the things that made me happy as a kid. I've been cooking since I was 11 unmonitored. The Betty Crooker cookbook is the first book I learned how to read. I love that book, the big red one, y'all. People always had the same thing in the house back in the 70s and 80s. But it's like, that's my joy. But I stopped doing that the busier I became and wonder why I was miserable. So it could be things that made you happy when you were in your childhood that you stopped doing. And it may not be attached to your job, but that's the equation to solve for. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So what if... um you're ready and wanting to start the journey where you're just needing to change your resume and situate yourself to be able to apply for jobs that have real purpose and not the hyenas. So I think that's, that definitely hit me. Like I definitely think that's where I'm at. So, so the, you want to apply for a higher level job. Mm hmm. Where does purpose come in on that? Well, because like one, like I've already, I'm resolved that I've never really had issues with corporate or jobs. Like I never like quit a job because I felt like it, you know what I mean? It was more always like I'm, I'm chasing the purpose, like okay. feeling like, Oh, this, I love this from this industry. And, um, since I can't go any higher, I'm going to, I'm going to take that passion and I'm going to do something for myself, you know, yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. And so now I realize I need that stability. So I, I definitely hear that. Like I, I like, boom, you know, I don't mind having a job and because it is just going to help me get where I want to go mm -hmm. quicker. Um, so, but I, I can't do what I'm wanting to do with the tight salaries that I'm accepting. Like, I already know that. Like, you, I can't even, like, afford, I can't even afford, afford you because, you know, I got to accept jobs that will allow me to, no. No, keep, keep talking while I shake my head. Go ahead. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> you said, no, keep going. You said I got to keep accepting jobs that what? Well, like, I want to. Um, I need to um, have an income that's more Steady, so that I can um, fulfill some of the purpose and the things that I've already got in motion. It's just that I'm realizing because I'm not whole and because I lack, it's like I kind of 
they kind of did it backwards. So now, like, I'm trying to, to, to get, like, I currently have a job, and I'm kind of, like, in a situation where I'm giving myself to the summer. How much you make? But I, I felt like God called me to education and to that field, that industry. Mm-mm. And so. Educators. Um, How many degrees you got? Uh, hmm? How many degrees do you have? I only have one. How much you make? Um, right at 30. Oh, God. If you want my real value for you, I think your head going to pop off. I tell you, though. How old are you? 56. Your real value is 675000 I I heard your value before you even told me how much you made. So when you were saying, I have to keep accepting jobs, I was shaking my head in disagreement because that's you placing conditions on yourself. You place that limitation on yourself. You said, I got to keep accepting these raggedy jobs and get harassed by these hyenas. They bite my butt. They try to pop my nails off. They took my crown. They took my robe and they ripping it up so I can go be higher, but you're still operating, not in integrity with who God has called you to be and who you are, which is a queen. Now, so we make the, Slight adjustment. Easily go make 125. Easily. Hey, Chrissy Rutherford here, inviting you to join my private community, Money Loves Happy People. Yes! The information is so good. We do live interviews Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I have hundreds of on demand videos in this community, including my signature course. How to use the superpower method to write an irresistible resume. My other course, Seven Keys to Getting the Raise That You Desire and Deserve. I made hundreds of videos from amazing thought leaders from around the world. You have access to on demand for less than $500. Go ahead, register, join us in this community, get this insight, and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. Number four. The world needs your gift. What are you holding on to? In one of the early episodes, somebody asked a question and she was like, "My, I want to lead people. I want to coach people. Well, start a business doing that and work your job. That can be your business if that's your passion, but make sure to be in alignment. You're coaching who you are. There are a lot of people out here like you've never had to coach anybody before. You have no business experience and you can teach people how to run a business. Will you stay ethical in your business? That is a decision. Will you teach what you are? And if you don't have it, you can go learn it. But be ethical when you're running your businesses. And number five, I'm not for the struggle. I ain't for it, y'all. I, I'm not for leaving. I did it. Now, I, I don't regret it, but if I had the chance to do it all over again, oh, show me the yellow brick road. I don't have to move in with my brother for three years. I don't have to be on the couch for three, three and a half years. I'm sorry, because that's six months. It was pain. <laughs> I didn't have to run out of money. I didn't, I didn't have to lose it all. Had I had I had this information and own my stuff, stop blaming other people, 
on my trauma default, on all the baggage that I was dragging around. Forgive everybody for all of it. I could have been free. But I wasn't willing to stop until I ran into a wall doing 120 miles an hour. And once I exploded, it took years to recover. So I want to inspire you to do something different. So when you do walk onto your path, you're leaving in inspiration and you're not leaving through desperation. But what's unfortunate is that most of us wait until we run into a brick wall. Most women don't get the courage to live until they get the diagnosis that they're about to die. Ooh, that was good. You get the courage to do everything that you wasn't going to do when somebody gives you a, when this, when you get a terminal illness diagnosis, that's when you get the courage to start telling people no. That's when you get the courage to do when you should have, would have, could have. Like, one of the things that was a turning point to me leaving, because nobody was supporting it, y'all. I am melting. I am suffering. And by the time a high-achieving woman admits to ourselves that we're suffering, we're 90% covered in third-degree burns. We've been on fire for a long time. By the time we stop and confess it to ourselves, we almost did. Because we ain't going to do that. We're not going to look in the mirror. We're going to work, 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 do, 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 be, be, be. Like, do all these things and be busy. And if we slow down just long enough to look in the mirror, we're going to add some more projects to it because we ain't got time to be addressing anything that's going on on the inside. We got to chase the next degree. We got to chase the next award. We got to chase the next, do the next, all these things. But by the time I acknowledged, I have 17 medical conditions. I had arthritis. Right? I had PTSD. Well, that's what they said. I was like, that's a lie. It was true, but it was a lie. <laughs> it, was a, it was true in the physical circumstance. It was a lie for my spirit. I had anxiety. I was depressed. I had back pain. I had stomach issues. I had flu-like symptoms, and I was in the emergency room every two weeks. And I was sick for four days. Like my body was sounding alarms that we are in trouble and I wasn't trying to hear that. Then I started blacking out in meetings. Then I started having panic attacks. Then I'm walking around, you know, like this. I started drinking wine every night. I had to be drunk. <laughs> to exist in the H-E-L-L I call success. I had to drink. I said, well, if I got to be drunk every day, I might well drink wine. I heard that, you know, they say it got cortisol and cortinoids and whatever they call it, cordyceps and the red, red wine make you healthy. That's what they say, right? You need six ounces. I would drink six ounces. I had to be numb every day to exist in my job with a psychopath boss, but with 15 years of baggage that was on fire. Let's be clear. He was that last match. My forest was on fire for 15 years before he got there. Both stories are true. And after like six months, I said, this is stupid. <laughs> I got to go to work. Hope I don't jump on somebody. Go home, drink some liquor, pass out on the couch, and wake up and do it all over again. I, that's not a fair way to exist, y'all. Are y'all waiting for people to support you saving your own life? Are you waiting for people to support you to do what's best for you? Or are you going to fall back in the strategy of safe?
it was insane for me to leave my job to the external world with all the success and all the accruements, right? All the awards, all the accolades, and let's be clear, I'm highly awarded. It was not popular to my family. It was not popular to my friends. It wasn't popular to the organization. It wasn't popular to my mentees. It wasn't popular to my mentors. You choosing to get on the path to being great is a decision that you have to do for yourself. It's a decision that you have to make for yourself. But don't do it in desperation, y'all. For heaven's sakes, nothing good comes from desperation. Do it out of inspiration. Do the work on yourself. Use their money to fund your business. Stop building passion projects for your company and build your passion projects for your company. Did y'all hear that? Stop building the passion projects for your company, i.e. their company, and start building it for your company, your name, your namesake's company. And start where you are. You have everything. You're not going to get more time. Stop working 80 hours a week, work 40 hours, and then work your time in your business. You don't have any money, ask for more money, take that money, and be able to build your project. You don't have any energy, stop arguing with petty people. Stop looking for hyenas to change. <laughs> stop trying to change everybody else. Start saying no to your raggedy friends and family. Take that energy and now build your project. You have everything that you need to be able to get on the road to destiny. But don't wait until you're desperate to do it. And then say, God told me to do that. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. Kingdom of heaven is on earth. Y'all, y'all ain't have to jump out here in these streets. Leave healthy, whole, harmonious with yourself first. Then discover your gifts and be able to put a price tag on it. Build your own business and work yourself out of it. So um, I hope this information has been useful. I'm going to recap the five. Should I quit my job for entrepreneurship? It depends on your personal circumstance. I want to be clear. I hope you don't have to leave if you're desperate. But if you're going to die, run for your life. But if you're not going to die, get yourself in order. And you'll no longer be desperate in your job. A lot of the desperation is based on the baggage that you're dragging around with you that you haven't resolved, that you haven't stopped long enough to be able to address. Are you going to leave through inspiration or desperation? I hope you choose to leave through inspiration. But desperation is all relative, and that's a personal decision that you have to tell the truth about. Number two, do you have a plan? Y'all got to have two years of money saved. I had a year. I had about $100,000 saved. I burned through that. And I was still crazy. <laughs> I burned through it trying to build a business. I didn't use it. To be able to get my mindset in order. Had I used that money and invested in myself personally. Had I used that money to be able to invest and get in my mental and my physical health in order. It would have been a different trajectory. What unmonetized intellectual property do you have that you're using for your company? When you should use it for your company. Number four, the world needs your gift. Jobs shouldn't hold queens forever. 
is it time for you to make a move? And number five, I ain't for the struggle. I'm, I'm just not for it. Stop letting people convince you that entrepreneurship has to be a struggle. Yes, it's true. It is one, but it's a deeper struggle when you go from whatever, $100,000, $200,000 to zero because you're broken and crazy. I'm just not for the struggle, y'all. I, I did. I lost it all. I'm just, I, I think there's a better way. <laughs> I know there's a better way. We assist women with doing this all the time. Find your passion while you still bougie and you got your money. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and YouTube and get Christy's insight to learn how to get a 30% raise this year without getting another degree by texting change now to 66866. That's change now to 66866. Your life will never be the same for the best.